welcome to NWR Newscast episode 9 for January 14th, 2010. I am your host this week, Andy Gergen. With me is the usual cast of Zach Miller. I like dinosaurs. Yeah, you do. And Neil Ronahan. I like turtles. They're like cool, turtles. too. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be reviewing silent hill just briefly i'm going to go over it again after my touching on it last time um neil has a very special preview segment for a handful of hudson games I think very special is uh overdoing it a bit but a bit. Okay, yeah, well, it. i'm gonna oversell it that's what i'm gonna do right all now. all right all right it's, uh, it's, it's amazing your mind will be blown we got some new stories to talk about in a little bit and then we'll go over the new releases and downloads for the last couple of weeks and with that, I will hop into what you're reviewing. Uh, Neil and Zach don't really have a whole lot to talk about this week, so I'm just going to go over Silent Hill, uh, which uh, you probably know that I just did last time. Uh, but this time I've actually had a chance to sit down and play the rest of it. Uh, last time I'd only put maybe an hour in, and last night I sat down for about five hours and knocked out the rest of the, the entire rest of the game uh, in more or less one sitting, and... I gotta say, this game has really impressed me. This is this is the kind of game that people need to be playing before they can try to claim that the Wii doesn't have a good enough gaming library. Um, it's it, the kind it's, of game that it just it came so under the radar. And I mean, even even on my own radar, it wasn't until I'm trying to think when it was that it finally got on my radar. I think it's when the I, I don't even know how that interview even happened. I think it was Zach. You showed interest in it. And then I contacted them about That's the interview right. because I was like, we could probably get an interview out of this. And then after reading that interview, I was like, no, this game sounds pretty awesome. And, I mean, I've been waiting to hear your thoughts on it, Andy. And, uh, well, I'm yeah, definitely... I had I had just played Silent Hill 2 a couple of months ago. Uh, me and Zach had been talking about it on the forums because it was my first foray into the Silent Hill franchise. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, yeah, Shattered Memories I've, is my I've second. I've only seen Silent Hill played. I've never actually played it myself. Uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories doesn't really play all that differently from something to the something like Resident Evil 4 in that it has an over-the-shoulder camera with the Wii Remote as you're aiming. But you're not aiming a gun because there's no weapons in the game. You are aiming a flashlight. The game basically, it, you know, it almost kind of plays out like 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 it like an interactive story or maybe even a, to, to an extreme degree um, a visual novel because there's there's very little action in the game. Um, in fact, one of my one of my complaints about the game is that the game is distinctly split up into action segments and non-action segments, um, which sort of takes a little bit of the tension out of the non-action segments. You know, the, the, the town is creepy, and you're going to be creeped out when you're walking around it, um, but you know you're not really in any danger so, until things freeze over. It's kind of like the opposite of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Crystal Bearers, which just had non-action scenes. <laughs> well, it's it's similar to like Silent Hill three, where when or even Silent Hill uh, five, where when the town gets all you know creepy, you know that there's going to be monsters around the corner. Otherwise, you're you're good. Yeah, but isn't yeah. it different in this one in that there it ices over and before it like would fog over or something? Yeah, they had like a rust, I think, in the on the older games. Right, rusty, um, dilapidated, when, when, rusty. When, when when the town freezes over, which by the way is actually a really cool effect, especially when it happens in the middle of a conversation with someone, um, <laughs> when the town freezes over, you run. That's really all you do. There's no exploration. There's not any fighting. You just you just run. And I think that's probably my biggest problem with the whole game is that those segments can be really frustrating because there's 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 a spot you're trying to get to, and you do have a GPS. That you can pull up to try to help you out, but these these monsters are running at you and and they're fast and they follow you, uh, and it's hard to get away from them long enough to look at your GPS. And on top of that, when they grab onto you, you're supposed to shove the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck to whatever side the monster grabbed onto you from. So you know if the monster grabs you from the left, you you jam your both of your hands to the left, which is fine because it emulates shoving the monster off. Yeah, but at the same that time, pretty cool. It, it it is pretty cool and it works fairly well. There's some you know sensitivity issues or not sensitivity, no, it's, but it's, it's, reliability it's issue. Yeah, it's we. Uh, but the problem with that is that when you when you shake your hands away from the screen, your your cursor is off screen, which means your character just runs in a circle, um, oh. which makes it awfully hard to try to get to wherever your waypoint is when you 
already you don't have time to look at the GPS because you're being chased by monsters, and now you're now you're turned around, so you're going back where you came from. Those segments are not very fun, and there's a couple towards the end of the game in particular that are really sort of tedious, but sort of in a creepy way. They're intentionally tedious, I think, um, and it's meant for, for atmosphere. The game does have a really cool ending. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say too much. I'll be pretty vague about it, other than to say the ending was a real turning point for my appreciation of this game, because it really is sort of like a like a, uh, sixth a sense a sort of moment. It's a twist! Right, so it's a, it's a twist ending, um, and it's not a twist that you couldn't have seen coming. It, it is a twist that I didn't see coming, but when I when I when I when I watched the cutscene that lays it out, it, it all made sense. And I thought back to the entire rest of the game, and I immediately wanted to go back and play it again because suddenly everything made sense. Everything, all the aesthetic choices in the game made sense. Um, a lot of the a lot of the weirdness in the game makes sense. It really does sort of explain it without being hokey, without being cheesy, and it gives you an ending you probably could have predicted if you had thought about it. And I'm kind of kicking myself for not predicting it earlier, to be honest. But that's the best kind, right? You get it, and you're like, oh, exactly. right, of course, duh, that makes total sense. Um, it kind of it's in contrast with my playthrough of Silent Hill 2, which when I was done with it. I was kind of just sat there staring at the screen for a while thinking, what did I just see? I have no idea what I just saw. And then I had to have Zach go explain it to me on the forums. Dude, you need to play Silent Hill 3 because the end of that game is fucked up. I need to play Silent Hill 1 first. I was actually planning on using this as my surrogate Silent Hill 1, but this game really has very little to do with Silent Hill in general, to be honest. They're really just borrowing the brand name yeah. to tell their own story, which is, well, is, is okay, it... unless you're a huge Silent Hill fan and you've been looking forward to this, I, guess, I suppose. Wait, wait, wait. So it, it differs greatly from the Silent Hill 1 story? I thought it was, like, the same premise and everything. It's the same premise, but I don't think it has that much in common with the actual plot. I don't think oh, it's okay. I don't think it's canonical as to the other So it's kind of like the movie. Uh, I didn't see the movie, The movie's sure. pretty good, sure, that might be Really? Good. The movie is good? I, I was kind of just making That might a be a good that example, I, I Neil, that yeah. the movie's shitty, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a... It might it's be a not, way to sell it, Lauren on the game, because she's not... Uh, she's still apprehensive about horror video games, but she's all about horror movies. So, if she likes psychological thrillers, this might be a game for her. That's why I feel very, like it might be more like a very game for me than a game for her. She's well, in the Texas Chainsaw can, Massacre, so she can watch you play it for a few hours, and if she if she thinks it looks yeah. cool, then she can pick it up. Well, maybe uh, I'll be getting it. And she's coming down tomorrow, so oh. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, Neil's Hudson segment. All right. Um, let, let's talk about. I, I got I got three Hudson games to go through here that I got to see. Um, first, I will note that at this uh, well, it wasn't really an event. We, uh, Lauren and I, um, a contributing writer, and my fiance Lauren Lewandowski, we went to the offices of Forty Seven Communication to check out a few Hudson games. And uh, what wasn't there, uh, I guess, is kind of the, the game that I was most interested in. There is uh, Bonk's. Uh, I don't know the official title. The, the Bonk WeWare game. Which mm-hmm. I think they were showing a very early form of it, but because it's not due out until summer, they were only showing that to people with a longer lead time. So um, I guess you won't be hearing anything about Bonk or the Bomberman, the Bomberman WeWare sequel that's coming out. They're both due out in summer, and I think we're going to get invited back sometime in the next few months to check them out. Nice. And I'm really excited for that because from talking to the people there, I think they're all really excited for Bonk, and. Uh, I mean, Bonk's a pretty good series. I'm glad to see it's coming back. But going on to what I actually saw, um, first I'll go over Rooms, the main building, which is uh, it's a puzzle game in which it's like uh, sliding puzzles. But the way the sliding puzzles work is that you're like this, this character who's in, you know, this this uh, floor of a mansion or, or a room in a mansion. It's the name Rooms. And... Uh, and what you have to do is it's a sliding puzzle in which you basically need to slide the rooms around. You can only slide a room when your your character's inside it, and you need to slide them around and use different items. Like there's like keys to unlock uh, barriers. There's ladders to climb up. There's even more crazier stuff that we saw. Like um, there would be if you go over to a phone and pick up the phone, then you'll get transported to another phone, another place in the in the in the room. Or you'll enter a wardrobe, and then the wardrobe uh, will just switch two rooms places um it was a pretty cool puzzle game there's a lot of content in it there's uh 
there's a level editor, but this is where we, Lauren and I kind of reached a little bit of confusion. She was writing the impressions today in that at least the fact sheet from what we heard is that the DS version supposedly is the only one to have a level editor, which is weird because it's really that, weird. I mean, it's a feature that would be on both of them. We and the DS game are, for, from, from what I know and from what I've seen, is they are the exact same game. And apparently the uh, the only platform-specific thing that the Wii has is, uh, is a com- com- competitive multiplayer mode for two people where uh, you're basically racing against an opponent to try to solve the room first. I mean, it was a cool little game, and there's this kind of weird story behind it, which uh, you're being guided by this book named Mr. Book, who used to be a human, but he got trapped in a book, so he's trying to trick your character into becoming the book, yet he's helping you? I, I don't really get it. What but, kind of aesthetic does the game have? It's it's like, it, it seems like it's trying to be realistic, but almost like like your character on screen looks kind of like a, like an FMV character, like from you know one of those shitty Laserdisc games. Which nice. I actually, I actually, I mean, to be completely honest, the aesthetic isn't anything great. Like the music is kind of like, I want to say like, I imagine Professor Layton music, but if it was like cheap, and like, and like, I didn't really mind the aesthetic, and I like, I kind of chuckled when I saw the little FMV character like moving from room to room. I mean, he's not really that big enough that it sticks out like a sore thumb. But I'm pretty sure it was a little, you know, motion-captured guy. But, I mean, it, it was a pretty neat game. I mean, it's definitely, I don't think it's something that, you know, the three of us will be, you know, waiting with bated breath for. But it was definitely a really neat game. And yeah. something that if we got a review copy of, you know, it would be fun to check out. But uh, I guess I guess probably the, the most important game or the most notable game that I saw there was Calling, which is uh, Hudson's Foray into Survival Horror. Which, why I asked the question earlier about the phone is that it seems like Calling is almost like the first person view, the, the first person version of Silent Hill, except for I don't think it's going to have the refinement of a Silent Hill game. And that it uses a lot of the same things where, like, you know, you interact with, like, you'll, you'll open doors by, you know, moving the Wii Remote to open the door. You'll jiggle the handle by moving the Wii Remote. Um, the stuff where you answer the phone, you can interact with the phone, you can take camera, camera phone pictures and post them to the Wii message board and stuff like that, but um, from the demo that I played, and we actually got a demo disc of it, so I, I was playing the demo again uh, tonight, and it's it's so scripted though, and I mean, I, I can understand because it's a demo, but it was basically it was just like, alright, look around this room, oh something happened, now I gotta run out of the room hmm. and it was very much like it was a very, very scripted demo and I mean, I can understand the purpose of why, you know, you want to kind of make it a focused demo where, you know, we're showing off this gameplay element and that gameplay element. Basically, the combat in this game, I mean, if you can call it combat, is, like, a ghost will grab hold of you, and then you need to shake the Wii remote, and then, like, time and button press of A to push the ghost off you. And there's also another thing where, like, you'll get scared, and then you won't move, and you have to look around, and you, you, can, you have to look around in a circle and find something and examine it. I mean, it seems like it, it could be a fun, like, you know, exploration-based survival horror game, you know, with cool puzzles to solve, but I didn't see too much of that. And it also has a, a pretty weird and mysterious storyline where it's all about this thing. It's called the Black Page. And I think and I think just so I, I don't have to worry too hard about trying to put it into words, I'm just going to literally read off the fact sheet. All right. Rumor has it that you will die if you visit the Black Page website and see something in the site. Anyone can visit the site, but only a few can actually see things within the site. The site is literally, is it, it, oh, it says literary, so not literally. The site is literary all in black and just shows a counter. Some say the site is a hoax, a prank, or a marketing ploy. A few people say the site is a bridge to something sinister, and the counter indicates the number of people who have died after seeing the site. The spirits of the dead go to the space between space where the calling revolves around called the mnemonic abyss. This place is made up of the memory of dead characters in various locations in, in the space, such as houses, schools, and hospitals. Someone or something is drawing the living to the space for a reason that becomes apparently horrifying once the characters discover the truth. And my only problem with that, I mean, it does, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be interesting, but it's just like, I feel like they, there should be another paragraph there that explains it a little more, because it's too, it's like too, like, caught up with its head up its own ass, too mysterious. <laughs> Because I mean, we actually—I know, I know. Um, I, I think I think I may have gotten it when I was with Pixelbit, where Lauren and I got a postcard in the mail that was just like, "Go to this website," and I was kind of scared to go to the website. And then I noticed I was like, "Oh, okay, it's it's from a PR company. I'll go to the website." 
And it was just a creepy-ass website with a room in it, and, like, you'd click on things, and nothing would make sense. And, I mean, I just don't get it. Maybe maybe, maybe this will come out, and, you know, it'll make more sense, and they're going to reveal more before the game comes out in March. But I doubt it. Um, I guess I'm not, it could be interesting, and I think, you know, it might be a fun review for whoever gets it. Yeah, and calling, uh, the, the kind of the cool thing about it is that there's four different characters that you play as. It's all Japanese characters. Like, the whole story is very Japanese survival horror. I mean, you can tell by the, the plot's even kind of like The Ring. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the four different characters, they'll interact with, the, with each other. They each have their own story. You can basically, I think, I, I, as far as I know, you can basically pick whichever character you want to start with. I assume there might be, like, an intro level or something, but you can... Basically, they each have their own story that's linear, or linear, and then, uh, you know, you basically finish one character's story, then you go to the next, and then you'll be like, oh, okay, that's how that, that happened. And so the story will finally come together when you're done all four. And apparently there's there's alternate endings, and uh, you get to use a flashlight, which I assume it's, it uses the same flashlight as the pointer thing that Silent Hill does. And I really yeah. think the, the Silent Hill parallels to this game, I think, are going to come out more when it comes out, and as Silent Hill gets more notoriety. Which I hope it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, uh, like, as I said, I'm pretty much definitely going to pick, the, pick that game up very soon. And um, the, the last game that I saw is probably the, uh, I guess, the one that we all probably already know about. It's Deck of Sports DS, which is... Oh, I've been waiting for you to talk about this yeah, game. The, it's the first Deck of Sports game to, to hit the portable system. And once again, it's got like ten random ass sports, including uh, arm wrestling, wall climbing, clay shooting, cheerleading, skydiving, ping pong, bobsled, rugby, golf, and CPAC Takra, which is apparently like volleyball for feet. All right. And um, I think that the coolest thing that I can say about this game is that there's single card multiplayer for up to six people. Which wow, that's pretty we actually, cool. That's what that's what we played. Uh, it was Laura and me and the, the PR rep. We played. Uh, wall climbing, which it's all it's all very simple, like almost like Wii Sports S games, which is like how the Deck of Sports series is. Right. I, I haven't played the original, but I did play the second one. And uh, wall climbing, basically, you know, you're tapping on the screen left and right to like pick up different holes, and you have to do it very quickly. And there's parts where you need to scratch the screen to like go up to a higher one. And it was actually it was kind of fun, and it got a little competitive. The, the friggin' PR rep was kicking our ass, but we almost got him at the end. <laughs> and uh, the other one that we checked out was uh, bobsled, which basically, you know, you uh, you you tap like the uh, the the A button and the directional pad to go fast in the beginning, and then you use the L and R button to just go like lean left and right as you go through the uh, I guess the course. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it's pretty cool. That's also I think that's coming out in March, as are every other game that I mentioned. I think. The room, I think, room's the main building is set for March 26th, and I think the other one don't, the other ones don't have concrete dates yet. Uh. But I guess it also should be noticed noted that uh, the single card multiplayer is only for I think six of the ten games because some like you know arm wrestling, it's only two people. Yeah, I, I you can't imagine. exactly make that a three way, or else that'd just be weird. A six way would be even stranger. Yeah, way too many but. fists. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that is that is about all there is about Tech Sports DS, and that's all there is about Hudson. Um, Woo! Definitely, I think, I think Calling is definitely one to keep an eye out for, but we'll see how the rest goes. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the new stories for this week. We have four stories to go over, uh, and first up, EA Sports is, re- is reviving NBA Jam for... Boom shakalaka! Oh, shit, just- son! Or is it just EA? Is it EA Sports or just EA? EA Sports, I think. I mean, they're they're kind of at, at one. They are at on one hand synonymous, and on the other hand, different entities. So does this game? And I know I know EA Sports big is closed, but does this mean that NBA Street is done? Do you think? I would assume so. I pray uh, to God, yes. NBA Street, I don't think it's been touched since NBA Street Home, v3 home or whatever. I think. NBA Street Home Court on the 360 was. Oh, okay. I forgot all about that game. See, I work for a Nintendo website, and I only think about Nintendo games, okay? (laughs) Right. I'm going to go up with Rock Band 2 on my 360, and then maybe play some God of War Collection. Peace. (laughs) Get some trophies, yo. Yo. So I guess my question is how much does NBA Jam play like a modern version of NBA Jam and how much of NBA Jam plays like the way NBA Jam would have evolved 
had it still been around for the last 10 years. Well, in other words, okay, does, let's it, does put it play this on one anything hand. like NBA Street? <laughs> NBA Jam was uh, by Midway, so if it continued to That's be right, having games right. made about it, it would have been a piece of shit by now. Because <laughs> really, the only good game that Midway has put out in recent memory has been the Mortal Kombat franchise, which yeah. is still kind of middling to crack. Yeah, this is true. But, uh, but I mean, on one hand, I, th- I think the bigger question might be, is this going to be like NBA Jam, or is this going to be like NBA Street? And in all honesty, I hope it's like NBA Jam, because there's I love NBA Jam. It's the kind of game that I'll bust out every now and then and play with my friends. It's it's a fantastic two-on-two basketball game. Yep. Very arcadey. It's got, I, I love the, you know, he's on fire, and, you know, all like is the, this the a, uh, announcer. And Bill Clinton was in it. Yeah, Bill Clinton yeah, yes, was an unlockable character. Is this, uh, is this game on WiiWare, or is this retail? This is retail, I believe. Okay. I don't think they'd be making Sweet. a big deal about it if it was if, just if, uh, if it was on WiiWare, I would have more hope that it would be more like NBA Jam. Making making it a retail game sort of makes me think they're going to go yeah. a little more a little more out and out and try to do a, a real like super arcadey, but not necessarily but retro still, style. Even, even if you look at NBA Street, I remember I I played a, a good deal of the first one in the series. I think maybe the second one. I forget exactly, but. That was very NBA Jam-like, and I think it's, uh, I want to say by the third one, the third one which I rented just because uh, Mario Luigi and Peach were in it, and some of the Beastie Boys, and mm-hmm. the latter made me laugh, and the former was kind of cool. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think by the end of that, it got a little more ridiculous, and I think NBA Street, I guess, was more, I don't want to say realistic, because it wasn't. It was, it was harder. Like, yeah, it was, it was more down-to-earth, almost. Yeah. Because I feel like that was, it's, it's the kind of series where as you go on, it's like, all right, what are we going to do for the sequel? Let's make it ten times more ridiculous. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like you, you need to kind of distill NBA Jam to, you know, that NBA Street 1, that, that very basic, let's just make an awesome two-on-two basketball game and then fill in, you know, the, the little flourishes around it. Yeah. It and I think be... they can do that. Just, ha- just have a side view. None of this Academy of Champions Animal Crossing bullshit. That's what just I was about side, to suggest. Side view and, you know... Gold. I, it I'm needs very to be very easy game. to play. That's the key here. If you yeah. make it like NBA Street, people don't want to pick up and pl- pick, people don't want a tutorial before they play NBA Jam. Exactly. I think, I think basically you need fucking. You don't two need buttons. it. You put that Wii remote on its goddamn side. You use two buttons: one to pass, <laughs> one to shoot. That's it. Hold down yeah. B to get on fire. And yeah. then sh- hold, and shake hold down the remote B to, to initiate a dunk. There you go. Shake, shake the remote shake to shove. Remote I like to shove. That. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah, and shake the Wii Remote to steal. Like, there. EA, I just made a game for you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they listen to this podcast. Yeah. They probably don't. I, I will, like, send an email to every <laughs> EA PR contact I have and be like, just listen to this five-minute segment. We're going to tell you how to make it. <laughs> listen to it. I have a feeling that we might be we might see some, uh, some, some bullshit motion control in this game, though, which... Um, I, mean, I assume they'll probably have something. Maybe they'll even use Wii Motion Plus. I mean, if they hell, if they make it like the Wii Sports Resort basketball, I'd be all over that. I love the Wii Sports Resort basketball. Yeah, that'd Resort be cool. Basketball. But I can't help but, that I feel mean, that the game we're describing belongs on WiiWare, not on a disc. I sort of I agree. Don't know. I, I think I think it's it's the kind of place where we can have our cake and eat it too. Is that they can make their little motion control bullshit, and I think like it, like I think they can do this like Punch Out, where they yeah. have the the Wii Remote on its side and have it controlled just like the old one. And then have some goofy motion control things that, you know, for newcomers, it'll be really cool. Like, you know, for me with Punch-Out, like, I had a little fun doing the, you know, left and right jab crap and everything. That was kind of cool, but yeah, I'm sure. all about playing it with the, the NES controls. And this one, I mean, I think they can make one where it uses motion controls, maybe even motion plus, and then they make one where it's just a weird mode on the side. Absolutely. Press A uh, to play your sax. Going to our community over at uh, NWR, we do have a quote from the talkback thread on this news story. Uh, Mop It Up from the forum says, I'm still hoping for a surprise announcement that Mario is in the game. And I think the fact that it's a Wii... Yeah. Let's let's give credit. Did you say... Yeah, Mop It Up said that. And, uh... Mop It Up said that, yeah. Um, Mario was in NBA Street Volume 3, I think it was. I think this said. is very likely that this is going to happen, especially because yeah. it's going to be exclusive. I'm like, I, tend to I agree. really, I don't think there's much doubt in my mind that we will see a Nintendo character in this game. Absolutely, I, I wouldn't agree 100. percent And I think uh, also, I know, I know EA is, is, you know, well, everyone's kind of on hard financial times except for Nintendo. But um, I think, I think EA would also, you know, I don't think they'd really want to keep this a Wii exclusive unless there was something in it for them. And I think something in it for them would be getting getting Mario's face on the cover of the game. And like, he's in it. You can play yeah. as him. 
He can also play as your me. It'll be great. Yeah, oh, Jesus, the me. Uh, well, why not put it in there? Yeah, I mean, that, that'll, I mean, really, if they make the controls like Wii Sports Resort, or at least have one control method like that, you have me's in it, you have Mario in it, It'll, it, I think it'll sell great. And I know well, they, if they make this game that I'm describing, I will be there with bells on. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go ahead and move on to the next story in our lineup. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy and several other games are no longer for sale. That's weird. What do you think? Well, no well, longer being uh, produced. Right, yeah. correct. I think Metroid Prime Trilogy is the one that's a shock here, because I know they had... When Metroid Prime Trilogy, I guess that got leaked, or someone discovered it like a week ago, and then also it kind of came out of the woodwork. But there's this handful of other Nintendo games, like I think like Battalion Wars, Mario Strikers in yeah. Charge, uh, Big Brain Academy, Warrior Wario Land Blair. Shake It, Wario Land Shake It. Yeah, yeah Wario Land Shake It. That's I guess a tragedy. That one's another, that, that, that's a tragedy, but at the same time, the game has been out for over a year. I think the shock is that Metroid Prime yeah. Trilogy has only been out for a few yeah, months. Yeah, it's only a few months old. Although they did market it as a limited edition, and especially with uh, that, that, the steel case, I guess, you true. know, they, they had a market that they were selling it to, and I guess they gave it, you know, they gave that market their time from August to Christmas to buy the game. They had, I mean, whether it was their own doing or not, there was a kick-ass sale at Best Buy that I bet you people out there, if you didn't get it, then you're probably kicking yourself because it was 20 bucks at Best Buy like two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not really surprised by the fact that it's being discontinued. I'm surprised that it's happening so fast, though. You know, it's funny we mentioned this news story because I just beat beat it last night, finally. The whole thing? All three of them? Wow. I have yet yet to uh, check in with my my mom's co-worker to see how he's enjoying it. That's right, you lent it out. If you remember from last episode, I mentioned that. Previously on Newscast. Yes. And now the conclusion. story. (laughs) I, you know, I haven't even put my copy in for more than a few minutes. I think I opened yeah, it. Yeah, to be completely I honest, I, I played probably about five hours of Metroid Prime 1, and then I uh, broke out multiplayer with some friends just because, you know, multiplayer is not really that good, but it's funny you, to me. you all wept. We all played it, and we're like, hey, still better than Red Steel. <laughs> oh! Well, we have a quote here, too. Um, yeah. It, can I read it? Yeah, go for it, Zach. Uh, it's from Khashoggi Y. Stogie. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, uh, as much as I hate to say it, maybe this is another reason why DLC, either in-store, via a disc writer and packaging machine, or at home, is a good idea. You know, I, I agree. I really I do. I think he's completely right. I mean, that's the thing, is that DLC, I mean, except for, I believe, on uh, PlayStation 3 recently... There was the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 DLC was taken down unceremoniously and will never be back up. It was like where they have the extra characters. And, I mean, I think that's kind of an isolated incident, though. I have no idea about that happening. I guess Microsoft threw money hats at uh, Activision. But with DLC, like, you can go back, you know, you could buy a game from the... the, You could buy Perfect Dark Zero today and get every bit of DLC for the game. Right. Yeah. Or, shit, you could buy the game on on Games on Demand. Yeah, that's right. You can. And get all the DLC for that game. And I think that's that's the good thing about stuff like Games on Demand, is that, yes, they do kind of overcharge for how much you could get the game at, you know, used GameStop or whatever, even new in some cases. But, I mean, the idea that the game is always there, you can always go to the game until they turn off the servers, which I guess... And also, Neil, I'll tell you, bad. Neil, the other option is actually going to a GameStop. Yeah. That's true. Like, that would be the way to get Metroid Prime Trilogy, and that's so much of what Nintendo said, as they said, like, well, you know, I uh, just gotta hope you go to second-hand places or buy it off of some jackass online. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'll tell you this much. I will never buy a full $50 retail game online on a Nintendo console until they allow me to associate my purchases with an account where yeah. if I bought another system, I could re-download it without having a hassle. Yeah, I really, true. really don't like the idea that if my Wii breaks, I have no option but to go through for go through Nintendo for a repair. That, right. that freaks me out. Like, I, I mean, I know that it's tied to my Club Nintendo account to some extent, and that if you know I delete it, I can re-download it for free on that system, but Man, the whole the whole idea that if my, I I drop my system and it breaks, that I have to mail it off for repair instead of just you know tracking down another one that you know that that would scare yeah. me off from buying a fifty dollar full retail game. I mean, how, that's do, really, how do they deal with that on the PlayStation and Xbox? I know Xbox. 
Yeah, oh. Xbox Two of the account. I haven't really experienced it that much with the PlayStation Three because I'm still a, I'm a young PlayStation Three album. But I know on um, on three sixty. Oh, that's true. When I bought my new PS Three, I just re-downloaded everything because yeah, it was you tied just to my account. Your name and you can. I know there's some case. I remember it was like because I had a three sixty red ring on me, and then I got a new hard drive and everything, and transferred the hard drive. And when I brought it brought it over to a new system, it didn't work, and then I had to like you know do something online. I think I had to call them, but still. It was not that much work to get it all resolved. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the, the bottom line is your purchases on Wii and I assume uh, DSi are cons are tied to your console. Yeah, DS, whereas purchases DSi, yeah, on your shit out of luck if anything goes wrong to your DSi. Yeah, yeah. And, which I mean, and, and, I think the problem with that is that like if they have the successor to DS or even DSi XL, like I'm sure shit never touching DSi XL. I wouldn't even think of it. Because you know what, I I probably I mean I haven't even plunked that much money into DSiWare, but I probably spent about fifty bucks on it. Yeah, at the most. Wow. So let's go I ahead love, and move I, on. I love the art style games, damn it. That's right, you <laughs> do. Let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, story in the list. Netflix finally coming to Wii. I now have four things that I can watch Netflix movies on my computer, my 360, my PS3, and soon to be my Wii. I signed up for the disc yesterday. <laughs> or you, you know, Net- the movie. <laughs> Netflix uh, Express or whatever they're calling uh, is is pretty sucky. I found what, Netflix Instant. Yeah, the, the I think it's pretty I, awesome, dude. I, I watched put... all of Thirty Rock. I watched the greatest television show that's on air right now, Party Down. Wait, Lost. is they have this all that? Is this the like, office? What? I'm saying the PS3 disc. Like I've got that, and every time I look at the new stuff, it's all crap. What you have to do is you have to go onto your Netflix account and add yeah. things to your instant queue, and then that that that's, queue that's that queue will show up. Yeah. Okay. If you just look look at the list of things that are presenting to you, that's sort of just their like their end cap, so to speak. I do have a random aside as far as because uh, I actually sense. was I was on my PS3, uh, like uh, there was nothing on my queue that my friends really wanted to watch, so we we're just looking at the list that they had there. We came across this movie called Time Runner. Which is a pile of shit, but apparently it's a movie from like 1993 that is basically the movie Terminator with aliens and Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go weird. wrong. That, that movie is awful. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I used to even have one of those Roku Netflix players, but I sold it uh, to fellow NWR staff member Grant Buell when I got when when Xbox launched their Netflix on 360. Uh, and you know what? I'm I'm perfectly happy with on the 360, but I'll probably still get the disc on Wii just because occasionally I move my Wii to a different room in the house for yeah, whatever that, reason. Yeah, that's what I like, the, the fact that, like, I can have Netflix everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's also, it's, in all honesty, the Wii is also more portable. So Yeah, it really, really is. With the 360, it's like, I mean, it's the easiest to do it on 360 because you don't need a disc at all. And I have the PS3 oh, wow. disc, and all, in all honesty, if I have the 360 and the PS3 next to each other, I'm going to go to the 360. Yeah, but, yeah. I think the uh, the Microsoft still has some sort of exclusivity contract with Netflix that's preventing the disc free versions from coming yeah. to I think, PlayStation I think, and, yeah, and that's Wii. Right. I, I think remember right. hearing when PS3 got it that there's like something where like in a year you'll be able to do it without the disc. But yeah, I think so. Know, I think Netflix Netflix is breaking in the dough. I think uh, they are worth close to a billion dollars. I think. Damn. I gotta wonder why there are still blockbusters in my in in town. Well, there. I think that you still have those people that you know they like yeah. going to the movie store. And I the think, ans- that's how I th- I think the answer to your question, Zach, is not enough time has passed yet. Give it a year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I know well, they're, it's funny, they're, they're, a they're blockbuster opened up in my t- town and wiped out every local movie store. Wow. Yeah. This is this was when I was in high school, so all my friends were working at these movie stores, and I'd just be like, "Well, Dave lost his job. Sam lost his job." Wow. Yeah. But, um, Blockbuster yeah, is the too. Walmart of uh, movie stores. Yeah, and now Netflix is, is the, the Amazon. Uh, the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have we have a quote from TJ Spike. Not that anyone cares, but Michael Pachter is predicting that we adoption rates rate of this will be, sl- will be low. We all know how often Pachter is wrong, and he made this prediction only a few hours after Netflix announced it. Hmm. He, well, think, compared to the, the other two systems, in all honesty, I'll bet I think that's this true. is probably going to be the lowest adoption rate of all three, just because I think it's the kind of thing where, like, I mean, with P- I feel like the PS3 and the 360 owners are more people that are, I guess, online aware, whereas right. the Wii owners are exactly. more family people. So it'll take a while for that to get ingrained. And I think, in all honesty, I think Netflix needs to come up with a good PR or ad campaign to 
you know, hey, you can go get this disc and watch stuff on the way. And if they do that, I think it, I think it'll pick up more and probably beat the shit out of the PS3 and 360. Well, and the, you know, rate. the the other other point is that it's also the third of the three consoles to get it. Yeah. So anybody who has more than one system along with their Wii will already have this functionality. So right. Yeah. I mean, there I'm definitely go. excited for it just because of the fact that it's like it's it's. It's not like it costs anything, and it's just, you know, more functionality for everything. Yeah. No longer will my friend have to use the Homebrew channel to play DVDs on his Wii. <laughs> he might be you able know, to use Netflix Instant. This is actually an interesting uh, move for Nintendo, because this is the first time they've allowed movies to be watched on their system. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, eh... Didn't Game Boy Advance have those stupid little cartridges? But those were on the TV. Yeah, that's, not, yeah, that's if, those were produced specially. If you want know. to count that, I'll count it for you. But I think it's stretching. <laughs> I do. Yeah, too. I think it's stretching. It definitely is. They only uh, made like five movies, and weren't they all Pokemon movies? Well, I think yeah, I think they were TV much. shows actually. They yeah. like Dexter's Lab. I think was on it, and like SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, it was it was like you know Nintendo's pre PSP ish move. Yeah, because it was kind of like PSP, and that like usually you only see kids watching movies on them. You only it's saw kids games. watching movies on the Game Boys. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the the big daddy of our of our stories this week. NPD, Neil, NPD. why don't you go ahead and run these down for us? All right, uh, I I love numbers, or at least I have grown to love numbers Woo-hoo! over the past couple months. And uh, we and Nintendo DS basically mopped the floor with everybody. Um, we sold a three three point eight one million units in December. Oh, DS, DS was right behind it with three point three one, and the next closest system was the PS3 with one point three six. Wow! So wow. that means the, the Wii is more than double ahead. And if you if you add up the Wii and the DS, it's it's absurd. Nintendo is just kicking the shit out of everybody. And I guess it shouldn't really we shouldn't really be making that big of a deal about the PS3 being ahead of the 360 because the difference between them is somewhat negligible as it's uh, the 360s at 1.31 the PS3s at 1.36. And I like think this PSP, is I, th- I think this is the PS3 and the 360 is just the the 360 already has a lead so the PS3 is just balancing yeah. it at this point. I, I right. think that the PS3 in all honesty I think the PS3 is finally going to pull ahead of the 360 and I think we're going to see that more apparent as the year goes on. Especially because, yeah. I mean, with 360, um, there are some exclusives, but I think, for instance, God of War will give PS3 a huge boost. I do, yeah. too. You're right. Yep. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I will, I will just, buy my first PS3, damn. or I'll buy my PS3 uh, this time next year I'll have a PS3. Yeah. Good man. That's what I was saying last year. I am saying probably this time next year I'll have a PS3, and I do. And, yeah. Uh, I really like PS3. I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm pro PS3, but I'm, I really I love every system at this point. I was kind of down on the 360 for a while, but I mean I, I like every system. I don't really have that much of a preference. I guess well I do have the Nintendo preference, but yeah. 360 has Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex is pretty cool, except for when you shoot into the background. That sucks. You know, oh, I, I gotta say that being being a guy who doesn't really care about a Halo or Modern Warfare, I haven't touched my Xbox and. I think tonight I played some Beatles Rock Band just because I wanted to play something on it. Um, but you felt you know, guilty. I, yeah, I kind of did to be honest. You know, I, I've been playing Silent Hill. Before that, I was playing A Boy in His Blob. Uh, before that, I was playing or, you know, Mario Wii Sports Resort. I've gotten, I've got, I played my Wii so much in the last six months, yeah. more than my 360. It's Andy, really welcome, pretty surprising. Welcome to the staff. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> Every now and every now and then, like I'll have like you know a week maybe where I don't really play my Wii that much, and then I'll get a review copy, and then like I will only not even just that game, like I will just only play the Wii for like a month. I've been doing I, that lately, but I mean, I, I really like the my 360. Definitely, I mean, I I really I just prefer the PS3 now in almost every way. But like for instance, like if I ever get Bayonetta, I'm getting it for 360 just because it's a better console. But I think I'm in I'm in a spot where if I get a multi-platform or if I get a 360 PS3 multi-platform game. I'll go for PS3 unless there's some big difference. There's a well, Bayonetta is better on 360. Yeah, it's way better because Platinum Games developed it for 360, and Sega just ported it. But, but you know, they're only there, they're, and this is this is Nintendo World Report newscast, not a any. Yeah. Or, <laughs> um, how about how about those software rankings? Uh, all right, you know, software rankings. As as we all know, last uh, last month in November, Call of Duty Modern Warfare sold about uh, the to the entire world. 
sold it at six billion units or something like that. I don't know. It was well, I actually think it was six million, maybe. I forget exactly. But this month was well, as you can tell by the amount of systems sold, it was a Nintendo month. New Super Mario Brothers Wii led the charge with two point eight two million. Wii Fit Plus was right behind it with about two four. Um, and Wii Sports Resort was number three with about 1.8 million units sold. Wow. And there's the, there's the top three. Uh, Nintendo had six of ten. And uh, going down the list, you got uh, four and five are Modern Warfare 2 for 360 and then PS3 about 1.6, 1.1. You had Wii Play, Coming Back from the Dead, sold a million <laughs> units last month. I guess, you know, for those three million Wiis, they had to buy another remote. Yeah. I'm surprised actually that number is not higher, just because that's that is the way to get another remote. I guess people are just stupid, or they sold that Wii Play. Yeah. Um, Mario Kart was uh was number was number seven. It will never with, die. Uh, yeah, with with a little less. Well, that was Mario Kart Wii, not DS, which I'm surprised isn't up here actually. Um, then we have Assassin's Creed Two for 360, Left 4 Dead Two with uh the, the these are all under a million now, and then. Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story rounds out the top ten with 650,000 units sold. That's I mean, cool. Really, just like we kicked ass, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy that Mario and Luigi sold is, is still up there. I mean, it, it's a fantastic game, and I mean, I just it, it's got it, Mario actually. on it, so of course it's going to sell. But I yeah. mean, it's good to know that it's not you know disappointing. I guess I put about four hours into Bowser's, Bowser's Inside Story last week, and I'm really enjoying it. It's my first foray yeah. into the Mario and Luigi series, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Boy, if you can track down the first one, that's a, I think that's the best one. The first one, I think, is the best one. The second one kind of blows. Second think, one you can ignore. I think yeah. I will probably track down the first one after I'm finished with my Zelda-thon. Oh, there, where are you in that? Um, between Actually, no, I'm not between anymore because I have officially started Oracle of Ages, but uh, honestly, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, I kind of had to force myself through Oracle of Seasons. I'm burned out on 2D Zelda, so I'm going to finish Mario and Luigi 3, um, and then probably slowly start on Oracle of Ages. But, but honestly, I think the urge to play Wind Waker is strong enough that I can power through Oracle of Ages Hell yeah. and just <laughs> move on to more modern more. You know modern what? I, I bought a used copy of Oracle of Ages a few weeks ago, and I'm having a really hard time getting into it. It just doesn't feel yeah, like a Zelda game. something about to me. those games that never really appealed to me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel. I went in thinking it's going to be like Link's Awakening. It's not really at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. Strangely enough, uh, I, I'm hoping I can just sort of power through because I really, I really do want to get to Wind Waker, um, and I'm hoping that'll happen before like summer. <laughs> Wind Waker full life. Indeed. Wind Waker is a, is a fantastic game. Indeed it is. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the news stories. That's pretty much it. We don't have a forum quote for that one because we yeah, haven't it, even it got happened. the article up yet. Um, the article will be edited probably sometime after this is, is finished. Because, uh, you'll have read it by the time you're listening to this, that's for sure. Friggin' hope so. Find <laughs> your own forum quote. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend the one. All right, by... all right. Let's go over the long list of new releases: Skycrawlers, Innocent Aces. All right, let's move on. Yep. <laughs> uh, that came out Read for James's we have, review. Uh, yeah, James Jones's review. He gave it a 9.0. Uh, yeah. Really liked it. He's a big flight sim guy, so I'm not too surprised there. But uh, yeah, he gave it a nine out of ten, and it looks like a pretty solid game, and it's only thirty bucks. Great. Awesome. Well, it's a DS game. No, it's a Wii game. No, it's a Wii game. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I sorry. Put sorry. that down on the show notes. That's my yeah. fault. Um, weekly downloads. There's not a ton, a little less than usual. Um, yeah, it's it's less than the usual haul now, but we're still getting we're getting a solid amount of a virtual console title and about three, like two or three WiiWare and DSiWare games a week, which I think is uh, that's good. I mean, I'd like to see more virtual console, but sure. I'll take what they give me right now. Well, for virtual console, we we have Final Fight Three for Super which NES, which is known as Final Fight Tough in Japan, I believe. I think uh. I think our own Greg Leahy was talking about this on uh, RFN a couple couple episodes ago. Mm, okay, right and on. It's out here. I, I think it's a pretty well received version of the game. I think it's considered one of the best. Yeah, probably. I I mean, I think I played it when I was on SNES, but I don't remember it really. I remember it being pretty much an evolution of the Final Fight series. I did just now, not usually. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's SNES or Super Nintendo. SNES! Yeah, well. I will never call it the SNES again, I promise. <laughs> uh, Shanghai 2 Dragon's Eye was, was originally a Genesis title. What the Genesis fuck is title. that? It's the sequel know. to Shanghai. <laughs> That's like Wizards when they had, like, oh, there was, a, there was another game that came out a while ago that was, like, a sequel to a game that I didn't know even existed in the first place that came out of yeah. Virtual Console. It's probably a, a version of Wonder Boy. It's, it's probably, probably a version, yeah, of, Wonder probably a version of Wonder Boy, you're right. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some asshole is going to be like, hey, uh, that's the fantastic game. How come you don't know about it? What, do you guys not know video games? And to that person, <laughs> I say, well, I guess we don't. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to DSiWare. We have Trajectile, which is published which is by Nintendo. Which is fantastic. Trajectile really? is basically, um, I actually, uh, uh it's kind of like Breakout meets Peggle. Ooh, that oh. sounds good. With, like, exploding things. Because basically <laughs> what it is, it's like, uh, um, uh, at the bottom, uh, like, at the, at the touch screen, you, you know, use the stylus to drag and you shoot off these projectiles, or whatever you want to call them, missiles. There's three different types. There's one where it'll bounce off a couple times and then just, like, fade away. There's one that'll, like, basically hit hit uh, the blocks that are up there and explode. And then there's a third one that'll, like, drill through five blocks. And you have these different, like, shapes and designs. Like, there was one, uh, one level that I was playing that was, like, a question mark, and you have to hit these specific blocks in order to complete the level. And you have a certain amount of turns that have a certain amount of projectiles in each one so like there, there's somewhere like you'll have like three different projectiles that they're all laid out there on the touch screen and you just have to aim them a certain way it's not like you can aim them singular like each by themselves you have to aim all three in the position that you're given wow. um there's different little power-ups there that like will give you uh twice the amount of projectiles which is it's a good benefit and there there's a lot of game in here um i haven't put that much time into it I haven't really had a lot of DS time lately, but right now there's a there's a bronze class that has, I believe, 20 or 30 levels in it. Then there's, I unlocked a silver class that has 50 levels in it, and it looks like there's three more classes after that. And from doing a little research, Damn. I think there's 50 levels in each of those other worlds. And, I mean, the levels aren't short, but the levels are tough. The levels are already tough in the bronze class. And it's, it's a really fun game. You can unlock more by completing levels or getting medals, and you get medals by getting one turn less than uh like then the then the allotted amount of turns and then you get a medal and it's it's a really really cool game um it's basically it's the successor to the art style series in my opinion it's it's made by Q games they made uh the pixel junk series they made Star Fox command I think they made the Peggle DS game too which I guess kind of makes sense and they also made art style digi drive which I've spent way too much time playing that game I'm, I'm a big fan of Q games right now I still haven't gotten Pixel Junk Shooter on PSN But Trajectile is awesome I can't wait for Reflect Missile I think that's what it's called in America Or no, no Reflect Missile is what Trajectile is called in Europe And Starship uh, Patrol Is a tower yeah. defense game Of some sorts that's by Q games That's coming out I think next week So I'm very excited a, for that yeah, They also have a new one called Isn't the, the 3 Space Tank there? Yeah I, I yeah. mean, that's farther off, so that's yeah. out of sight, out of mind. I'm, I'm, I'm living week to week here. I'm <laughs> hand to mouth, you know. We also have Animal Puzzle Adventure from Axis. Uh, okay. Hell's Kitchen Versus from Ludia. Which I Touch... think that's, that's based off of a DS game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is as well. Um, Touch Solitaire from Nintendo. God, I love Jazz... Solitaire. And Touch, so- Touch yeah. Solitaire is actually, it's a... I've been in kind of a quandary about this, and I guess I'll ask you guys for advice, not to uh, make this that much longer, but it's $2, and it comes with Klondike and Spider, and two of my favorite types of Solitaire to play. Now, I have a little iPod that I don't really carry with me all the time, but I have Solitaire on that, and I play the hell out of it. Is it worth I, pl- I play the hell out of my iPod, iPod Solitaire, too, and I've never won. <laughs> I, I'll win every now and then, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not that great at Solitaire, but I just enjoy playing it a lot. Is it worth spending the $2 to get the Dude, DS buy it. Dude, buy I it would, on your DS, I, I man. Would, I would totally buy it. I'll yeah. do it if you do it. <laughs> I'll go buy it on iPhone, and then you can go buy it on DS. We'll call it even. <laughs> there we go. But, I mean, I'll, buy, I'll like, buy it when I get Nintendo points for Shantae. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because well, now that'll probably be a thousand points. I have a feeling I was gonna say. Oh, I don't even care. That'd be perfect. Yeah, Shantae is day one release or day day yeah. one purchase for me. But Hell Touch yeah. Solitaire, I think I, I'm probably gonna pick up at some point. I don't expect anything revolutionary. I just expect to uh, play some Klondike when I'm on the road. 
<laughs> are these the same the same games that were made for Clubhouse games, or are this completely different development? I don't know. It would kind of make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, they, yeah, maybe, they've already made is. these games. Yeah, maybe it is. Huh. You have to let me know. I'm curious. All right. Uh, we got Jazzy Billiards from Axis, which Jazzy. I would have to assume is a pool game where there is jazz happening. Nice. Uh, we have Word Searcher from Digital Leisure. Which, which I believe I there was a to... Wii version that wasn't it on the, uh, the episode of Newscast that I wasn't on. Yeah, there was. Zach made a comment about how come, why isn't this on DS? Well, they, they heard you. Hey, there you go. Finally. Yes. Redemption. Uh, moving on to WiiWare, we have Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which I am definitely going to pick up, but I have not yeah. done so yet. Uh, I, now, this I was is actually, a I was of close the first to DS game, it. right? This this is the first DS game. Well, I guess technically the Game Boy Advance game, but as far as North America knows, this is the DS game minus one case, which how oh. they're doing it is that this, this first one, which I think is, I guess it's four cases because there were five in the DS one, and there was the one that was added from the Game Boy. This is a remake of the Game Boy Advance version. Oh. Which in the re- in, when the Game Boy Advance version was remade for DS, they added a DS exclusive case. And how they're doing it is that right now this is the remake of the Game Boy Advance version with four cases, and it's a thousand WiiWare points. It's a thousand Wii points, and then they're going to be coming out with the other two. I guess what I forget the names. It's Justice for All and what whatever it is. Um, those two games will be coming out, and I think they're going to be eleven hundred points. And then I think hmm. after those come out, they're going to release the, the the bonus one from the first game for 100 points as, like, downloadable content for the first one. Interesting. So That's... it's very convoluted, but... Yeah, it I seems like a weird way to go about I, it. I am pretty much just freaking in love with Capcom right now, so I will probably be buying this probably... <laughs> Very soon. Yeah, people tell me good things about the first game. I'm, you know, yeah. I might have. To I actually, up. it's the kind of game where I, I actually did play it on DS. I got through. I think it was like halfway through the third case, but it just, it was the kind of game that like I needed to sit down and focus and play. And it, it wasn't like you know I could play it for five minutes and you know set it down and come back. It was the kind of game where it's like I, yeah. like, you know, the cases are a couple hours long as you get deeper into the game. And I felt like it was the kind of game that I just needed to sit down, look at a TV screen, and play it. And this is perfect for that. And, they're, they're, and the pointer is going to help a lot, too. Yeah, And, I mean, it just makes me yeah. think of, like, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. I really enjoyed that. But from playing the DS one and then playing Harvey Birdman, if Harvey Birdman was not in that game, that would just be a really bad Phoenix Wright game. So now that they have a good Phoenix Wright game on Wii, I'm, I'm excited for that. Very good. Very good. We also have Kronos Twins, or Kronos Twin DX. Which, from Enjoy Up Games. I believe the story with this is that it originally started out as either a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Advance game. And then I think it got, is. I, I think, think it, it is. Well, no, 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 no. I think it started off as a Game Boy Advance game that got delayed to DS. And then in oh, DS, it only yeah, came out correct. in Europe, yeah. and it never came out in North America. Now, this is the first time. I guess it's a, it's a redone game. It's not a portable game anymore. It's for WiiWare. Makes more sense on the DS anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it came out on the DS uh, as Chrono's Twin, and it, it hit Europe, but it never came out in North America. Now this DX version um, came out this week, and it, supposedly it's really cool. I know uh, Jonathan Metz. You know, uh, everyone should know him by now. He's the he's the host of Radio Free Nintendo, and he's been here for about a decade. And um, but he, he actually posted it. It, he posted a thread in the forums about this game, and he was saying that it actually controls kind of like Mega Man because it's just you know your character. Has you know, Running he controls like Mega Man. He jumps, you shoot, and it seems like the platforming is kind of similar to Mega Man in that case. But the the trick to, the, or like I guess the hook to this game is that you have two different screens, and it's like the screen is split horizontally. And on one screen you have the present, and on the other screen you have the past. And I don't know exactly how it all works, and I imagine that as you get later in the game it gets ridiculous. But Basically, you know, what you do in one of them will affect the other, and that's how you get around the levels. And, I mean, it, it sounds really, really cool. That now, Neil, you know, what it, you, know what it, you know what his description reminded me of? What? Is, uh, Andy hasn't played, so he might not know, but in the first Mario & Luigi game, there are sections where you're both in a minecart, and oh, you have to yeah. control both brothers. They're, they're going on slightly different paths, and, like, Luigi has to shine a flashlight in front of Mario, and I forget what Mario does, but it seems like a similar thing where you control both characters, but they're basically doing the same thing. Yeah. 
So that's that sounds like a cool game. Although although the yeah. time the time aspect sounds like it could get a little frustrating just for me personally. I uh, know. I mean, it's definitely one I'm considering. And I think Phoenix Wright is pretty much a definite purchase at some point. And I feel like I mean this game's probably worth ten bucks, but if it were cheaper than ten bucks, I probably would have picked it up. Yeah, that's, like, without, that's a good without point. much thought. And the uh, the third WiiWare game for this recent week is Shadow Play, which uses Wii Motion Plus, and I guess you like make shadow puppets. Or you have to, like, match shadow puppets using different items and spinning them around. I watched a video on Nintendo huh. Channel. It looked kind of neat, and I think uh, I think Grant's uh, getting the uh, a gifted review copy of this game. So oh, nice. That is correct. to hear yeah. what he has to say about it. Uh, moving on, we have, is it Heron? Heron, Heron Steam Machine? Heron Steam Machine from Triangle Studios. I don't know anything about this game. Yes. It's uh, a steam-powered bird. I okay. feel like they're... We I don't know, know if it is. A heron's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Someone it's a good, it's a good us, guess, though, right? It. It's a good guess. There you go. Yeah. Um, pub darts from Big Blue Bubble. But you know, it's, uh, a, it's a darts game. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, last but not least, Fast Draw Showdown, which has quite a story to it. Um, as, as you all might not know, I went on vacation with friends the other week, and before I went, I, I bought a bunch of games on Virtual Console. This is actually I was playing Mega Man Two. I've been on a big Mega Man kick. I was playing it on my friend's Wii. I actually didn't own it on a virtual console. And I bought that. I bought Mega Man 2 and 3. I bought Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. And I was uh, looking to buy a WiiWare game. And I actually come, stumbled upon Fast Draw Showdown and was thinking that, you know, while I'm away, this would be really fun to play when I'm drunk because it looks fucking terrible. Basically, <laughs> this, is, this is the last in the, in the series of the Mad Dog McCree games. In which oh, nice. you have FMV and... It's it's a quick draw game, so I guess you would use the Wii Remote to, you know, draw and shoot. But I was watching the video on the Nintendo channel, and it's like they have like this, it's like something like straight, it look, I guess it's from the 90s, but it looks like guys out of the 70s at the, at, at the, er, at, at the latest. And it's like this guy is like, who, maybe he's a real life quick draw guy, but he's like talking about like, oh, you won't be able to beat me. And then they show like these videos of like you shooting down random thugs. By, you know, being <laughs> quick to the draw. I mean, it look, does not look good, but definitely uh, quite humorous. Uh, I recommend maybe hunting down that trailer. Because... You know, I saw I saw the Mad Dog McCree Wii game at Target, and it's not just Mad Dog McCree. It's two other games, too. Oh, shit. Maybe it's the other two in the series, because I don't know how many there were, but I know. Yeah, it's the LaserDisc games, and I think this was, this is, or I looked it up, actually. This is the last in that line. And strangely enough, it's also the shortest in that in that series of games. So I guess the budget ran out. Yeah. It was 20 bucks, and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> well, that'll wrap up the downloads, and that'll wrap up this week's episode of NWR Newscast. Um, uh, go ahead and hit us up on <laughs> iTunes. Leave us a review. Um, give us give us a star rating. I think we I think we have I think we have at least a star. We have one like star rating, but we don't well, have one like, star rating. Who the fuck gave us the one star rating? <laughs> God damn it! Give us no, five I think it's stars, actually a, people, I think it's I think it's one five star rating. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't us me. I iTunes, gave us like two. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to one of our feeds. Comment in the talkback thread so we know for a fact that someone is indeed listening. Uh, check out the other two NWR podcasts, the Radio Trivia, which I was just on, oh. and RFN, which I also was just on a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, he did the trifecta, man. He, oh, yeah. You did an Iron Man. I did an Iron Man earlier, or late last year. Iron man. Zach, Zach's been it. close to an Iron Man. Zach's done two-thirds of an Iron Man. Twice, and we, might have, we might have to start inviting other staff members on so that we can have the possibility of other people doing Iron Man. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, any staff members, any staff members that have got to this point in the show, if you want to be on newscast, <laughs> hit us up. We, I mean, we we technically don't really have a spot open for a fourth chair, but we're always welcome to having new people. There's a spot on the ground. Also, yeah. in the, also on the ground, you can have my chair. Yeah. Great. No, these guys <laughs> just kicked me out. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm good. He's from he's from Alaska, uh, man. Zach, he's so got far in the past right now. Can't <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Hey, we have a Best Buy. You shut up. Yeah, right. <laughs> that Best Buy is probably an old buy. Oh. Oh. That was awful. <laughs> yeah, have a large terrible. selection of Sega Genesis titles. So, uh, Zach, I'll tell you what it's like four hours in the future. Um, it's not that different. Yes. It's darker. Um, it's probably colder. 
It's pitch black right now. How much darker yeah. can it be? And if you give me about 20 minutes, then I'll tell you how it is tomorrow. Right on. <laughs> nice. All right. Good night, everyone. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.